You're listening to Paint the Town podcast with your hosts, LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of. What's up, everyone? Paint the Town Podcast, episode 118, and we're sitting in the studio today with Black Palms. How's it going, brother? It's going great. How you guys doing? If, if just for the listening audience, man, Black Palms has a, uh, I would say, a, 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 a wrap on his head right now. and uh, It's newspaper. Uh, it's newspaper? It's newspaper. I like this, man. And it's painted on. He's painted a, a, a dot with a red dot in the dot. I would say it's an egg. An egg? It looks like it could be an egg. <laughs> Not sunny. I mean, like a red egg. It's well, got a red dot. And okay. White. Actually, uh, you know, before we get too far into it, man, I, I kind of want to... He's got string around it as well. I just want to <laughs> give people all the elements that are involved in here. This guy put together a nice... And then he's got the shirt on uh, with the Black Palms mm. uh, logo. Like the Black Flag logo. Yeah. Dude, I nice. like that, man. I the like that. The effort is awesome. Dude, hell yeah. Much, and then you. we got the disco ball. Dude, we got a disco ball in the... <laughs> Here at Art Share LA, we're already looking professional as it is, and Black Palms just brought it up another level. Hell That's yeah, what just man. happened. I, I love it when people come on the show and they bring a visual aspect to it because although this is a podcast, man, I mean, we're going to have clips, and we have been doing the, the Zoom conferences, man, and I feel like it's kind of like, dude, I love when different artists like bring in that visual element to kind of tell a bit, little bit more about their art, you know what I mean? And Black Palms, you definitely have brought the game today, man. Well, I'll tell you what, I brought you guys something, a little something for both of you. Dude, thank you. you. I love, dude, oh, thank you, Can you, you see man. through that? How can you see through so that? Thank you. <laughs> Should we open it now, or? I'll just use my third. Yeah, please. Okay, oh, so that's okay. a newspaper, man. Oh, shit, okay. Okay. It's a bit of handmade. It, it ain't Coca-Cola, it's rice, dude. I love that, man. Hell yeah, man. Referencing an old parable. Dude, man, thank you, man. And I, Choco Taco. Handmade granola in the kitchen of the Black Palms uh, Empire. Oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, hell yeah, Oh, man. this is going <laughs> to be eat eaten. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm going to try it right now, dude. Hold on, hold on. I'm actually a little hungry. I didn't have lunch. Mm. Watch him put, like, hot sauce on, like, blowing up. And this little note, man. Can I open this? Yeah, please. Put some stickers. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. Black Palm stickers. Nice. Ooh. Hello, they're on the, are these in different languages? Yeah. Ah, hello, hola, ciao, bonjour. I'm not even going to, bonjour, no, okay. Bonjour. All right, there, there you go. Hell yeah, man. Thank Wait, you. And these are those? all, these are, are all custom. You have them too, didn't you? You have them too, inside your pack. Don't steal mine, Teach. No, hold on. Here. <laughs> I'll give you Where's some. Where's mine? Well, here, take this one then. <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> Dude, Black there Palm. Bring in the gifts, just like oh, a good... okay. Now I understand. It's the uh, the hello name tags. Hello. Okay. But for all the different languages. Yeah. So instead of it saying hello, where it normally says hello, you've got hello, hola, buongiorno. Dude, that's so cool. I dig it. Thank you, Enjoy. man. I love I love when people come and bring gifts, man. <clears throat> Future They get guests. invited back. No. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else doesn't. <laughs> well, shit, man. I, I gotta, I gotta give a real quick shout out to the Migrations podcast, okay? Because I actually, <clears throat> I wanted to be the first. We wanted to be the first, uh, the first um, podcast to have Black Palms kind of like talk about 
his art and everything. But somebody beat me to the punch, man. You know what, what I mean? The Migrations podcast, man. And <clears throat> I actually already had him uh, before I asked him and I saw them. And I learned a lot about Black Palms and we're going to learn more about them today. But I just want to give this podcast a real quick shout out because it's kind of cool. It's hosted by Nisha Modi. Nisha Modi. And she's a... Uh, she, she, she's an author. She's an author. Mm-hmm. Is she? Uh, what's her background? Um, she uh, is uh, has um, is from the uh, uh, subcontinent of India. Okay, uh, I believe that's what her um, ethnicity is. Yeah, and what's cool is that the Migrations podcast is talking about a whole bit, bunch of different people who migrated over to United States. I think their journey of Asian people coming over to this country. So, like, I, I as an Asian American who was born here. And my parents immigrated over here. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm totally interested about this podcast. And I was like, fuck, we're going to have Black Palms on this podcast. They beat us to the punch, you know what I mean? But this is the first street art graffiti podcast that uh, uh, Black Palms has come on. And we're, we're honored okay. to have you, man. Yeah, dude, man, thanks for coming on. I'm so honored to be part of this group and being invited to this thing. I mean, I love your show. Oh, uh, dude, you already listened. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, of course. Man. Now, you guys, I mean, I'm a big fan of your work, and I can't wait to see you, DJ, when, when we get <laughs> oh, out of this thing. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. absolutely. Dude, no, hell yeah, man. Okay, so we're, we're all actually familiar with each other. Dude, it gives it's such an honor to me whenever an artist that we're enjoying and spotting, man, like actually listens to the show because I feel like we're actually doing something out, out there, you know what I mean? So I want to get to your just real art real quick before, because uh, I want to go back into, in the Migrations podcast, I learned so much about your, your pod, I mean, your art, man. Tell us a little bit about the red dot image, man, a little bit about that. Okay. Um, so um, it started off as a, um, a, furniture, a painting furniture idea where I was going to paint it like it was an egg kind of hanging off the side of a table. Then it became a, um, a makeup... Like a dolly kind of Yeah, clock. exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, then it became a, a makeup idea. I did some couple Halloweens in that getup. And then I was in um, Atlanta, um, living right near the Krog Street Tunnel, uh, which is an amazing spot. If you're ever in Atlanta, you got to check this place out because it is okay. like living, breathing, graffiti changing on the daily. Um, so I said, I thought like if I was going to start it up, this is the place to do it. And um, I think actually there's this couple of... Um, Egg still still up on the wall. Hell yeah! There. Um, it made. Um, How long has it, it got, been there? Uh, three years. Okay. It uh, made into an episode of Atlanta. Nice. Yeah. So it is. So it is an egg, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Now tell us a little bit about why it's red, because I found uh-huh. this to be really, really interesting. Well, um, first off, it's uh, my school colors, Go Kalani, um, uh, and um, but I I'm sure it. You're from Hawaii. Some, okay. Yeah, I'm sure it speaks to some sort of. Latent Japanese nationalism, <laughs> right? Anti Japanese people yeah. don't understand that. You know what? In Jap- Japan, I mean, in Hawaii, there's actually a huge Japanese population, oh, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. And I would say that the Asians are actually, if you include the Pacific Islanders and thing, there's more people, there's more Asians than the white people, or they call them Howleys out there, yeah, right? Absolutely. <laughs> That's like on the on that migrations podcast. You know, I, I, you hear a lot of Asian people who feel like the other, but growing up in Hawaii. You know, everybody kind of looks like me. They're all brown. They're all like a bunch of scrappy little kids. And <laughs> it was, it, I didn't, so it was a pleasure for me to grow up in that in- inclusive environment. So I, I yeah. always, uh, you know. I would say uh, that. Were you a uh, waterman at all? Yeah. In fact, um, I'm a little off right now because I got up at the Krakalaka and I was in the water this morning. <laughs> nice. So I'm just the right amount of off balance for this thing right now. So Perfect. I love it. He's a Krakalaka dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, you know, I also heard you say another explanation. What happens, you know, I noticed that when I go to the farmer's market and I get like a really, really nice like egg. And then uh, um, it's different than the egg I get from like Vons and shit, man. You, you know what I mean? Normally when I get to go to the, like the egg, it's like a pale yellow, right? You, yeah, you know what right. I mean, right? Yeah, right. But like if you get like a farmer's market, it becomes oh, orange, darker. Warm, yeah. orange, right? You know what I mean? So was, that has something to do with... You know, I think so. To tell you the truth, um, the uh, like a fertilized egg is actually comes out red. I've been told. I've mm. never had one. But as far as like... <laughs> You've never the, had one? <laughs> the, the reasoning of, of, you know, why it's all so deep in my subconscious, I could not explain it better than i just have hell yeah man i was laughing because i'm picturing you like actually giving birth to an egg like having an egg it's <laughs> completely i'm sorry <laughs> so hell yeah man i mean i mean so i just want to kind of explain that but i'm telling you man random people have uh messaged me and said hey what is this y- y- you know what i mean like people who aren't don't even notice street art normally at all man so i mean definitely it's iconic it's something that we haven't seen before. It looks like kind of like a funny accent to me. Like somebody like dropped like an egg on the street and you're like, hey, that's not supposed to be there. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's, it's super clever, man. And you have a whole bunch of other pieces. But I mean, three years ago, you started doing this uh, in Atlanta, right? So how's this journey? I mean, why are you here in L.A.? Like I see. Well, it how did the- it come about? How yeah. did you decide to start putting stuff up in the street? I really can't say. It was just an image that had to kind of get out of me. And like I, it felt like it was a horizontal image and there was a lot of real estate on the ground like everybody else was on the wall <laughs> and so i thought well i got the ground here here i go and what, what also is, what also is cool is um you know when you put a brush up on a wall or you're banging a, sp- a spray can vertically you're you stick out like a sore thumb but i got this technique where i can do it in broad daylight in the middle of a crowd nobody even notices mm. <laughs> you mean up on the wall or, or? No, on the ground uh, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so oh, okay so you have like a little setup yeah, you so do it I, in the middle of the day. Yeah, Wait, I, took, you... I took a, um, a Trader Joe's bag. I cut out a hole in the bottom. I got the, oh. the paint and the brushes inside, and I just look like some guy you're digging around in his bag on the street, <laughs> and all of a sudden there's an egg, you know? <laughs> yeah, I love that, man. It, the other nice. thing is, like, if you want to, like, there's no better lurking tool than the cell phone. Like, if you want to just hang around in a spot till the coast is clear and you're on the phone, <laughs> nobody even thinks about it, you know? Otherwise, <laughs> body like language. That, you know? Body language. Exactly. Now, Okay, I gotta ask you, man, because I thought of this when I, whenever I uh, saw your art, man. As a kid, I was a little bit of a delinquent, and we would go egging people's houses. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you ever guys ever do that, dude? Okay, dude, so- I'm from Destin, Florida. Okay, <laughs> the redneck Riviera of the fucking world. Part of what we would do every Halloween, we get to you know a couple dozen eggs and go around to houses of kids we didn't like and just. Run, run, run. I remember when I was in uh, junior high, um, we had the, uh, my friend made this slingshot that took three people to do it. It was like oh. this giant thing where, you know, each guy held one side of the slingshot and the other guy pulled, pulled oh, the yeah. sling back. And we would like rocket water balloons across the golf course and <laughs> it was mayhem. <laughs> I'm glad. Wait, to- was this in Hawaii? Yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just to rat him out, it was Robbie Nash, the uh, windsurfer. <laughs> Shout out to Robbie. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. I've known that. Uh, no, I don't know him, but I've known of him for decades. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. You grew up with him, huh? He was a little delinquent. Yeah. Well, Love for us, it. you know what we would that's do? Awesome. We go to the Food for Less, and if you're uh, from the SGV, man, we would go to the one on Azusa, dude. Uh, <clears throat> and then we would go there in the middle of the night, me and my friends, 
and we would just buy like a shit ton of eggs and we would get toilet paper as well. <laughs> and you know, two in the morning, these fucking teenagers are getting <laughs> toilet paper and eggs. You wonder what the fuck they're doing, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it's kind of fucked up. And you know, this is just my <laughs> moment of uh, uh, I'm going to... Just kind of feel bad for it, I guess. You know, my friend, because I never did it, man. I'm just saying, I was just there, you know what I mean? But they would be egging cars, too. You know you know what I mean? Like, we'd be driving out the window, and then uh, even yeah, it's the easier to clean up a car than a house. Yes, yeah, we kind of figure. We're like, ah, it's egg, you know what I mean? They could just wash it off, you know? And it's moving, so they know they got hit. So it's funny how you try to justify your, your own. <laughs> and then what's funny is, like, you've got to feel like the, that delinquency is part of, a kid's education that, you know, you've got to kind of explore the, the, the limits of the rules. And I feel like now people are, they don't, they're scared of it. You know, they don't, Mm. I don't know. They don't, uh, maybe they don't want to jump out of their (laughs) shell. They're too stuck to the computer to get out. That's and true. Get like you can't. Trouble, it doesn't you know? work the yeah, same way. These when days, you these days, TV these kids these days are not as willing to put themselves out there physically mm. because they're so used to putting themselves out there cyber. Mm. Right, right. Do they do, do they TP people's houses in Fortnite? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do. You know what I mean? Like, there's some app. I'm sure there's some app where you can take a picture of someone's house. You know, hit the TP app and then you know, send it to them. Like, I just TP'd your house. Think about this: if they're not willing to even put themselves out there in the real world like that, what's going to happen to street art, man? Because street art is all about. Getting out in the real fucking world and putting and, the work in. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. So I, I'm always, I'm always thinking that because as we become more of a virtual world, uh, more and more, and and I, I notice, man, most of the street artists are older uh, White guys. guys. Uh, yeah, and well, <laughs> today, today we have a we have an Asian well, brother a in the house. Hell yeah, I'm a Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and um, it's just cool, man, because I, I always think I, I, I wonder how it's gonna be like in 20 years. Because people have gone to the virtual world. And you know what? If you do virtual street art in The Sims, it's just... Or uh, what's what's the new... Uh, Animal Crossing is the new th- is the new game. Have you heard of this game? No. I don't even understand this game, man. You have... It's kind of like The Sims. You have a character. Anyways, you build your house. And then people come like and live in your island or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's the game. So we should hack it. And Dude, people it. got the most fucked up shit going on these days. No, that's what I'm saying. God, but man. there's no like goal. You just build people. More people come and live, right? And then like in these houses that you built, I'm just saying. Yeah, people, and then you make stories about them that disappear, right? And I mean, <laughs> we were just talking about social media in the last episode how people teacher doesn't understand put all this effort to put together like a little post in your stories or whatever, and then it just disappears. Yeah, <laughs> like Snapchat, yeah. man. And you know what drives me fucking crazy? is I appreciate it and I love it when people include me in their story. But then I guess after a certain amount of time, the picture goes away and you can't see it anymore. You just see that they mention you in your, in, you know, oh, in their story. So you, don't, you, you don't even know, and so don't then know what happened. I've gotten this thing, this little paste thing that I just basically, you know, hit and paste this basically, you know, thank you, um, but I can't see the story anymore. Mm-hmm. It's too complicated for Gen X, man. <laughs> And in a, in a way, like the you know the street art is the same way. Like every time I, I work my ass off to put a piece together, I put it up, and I'm happy if it lasts twelve hours. You know, mm. sometimes it doesn't even see the light of day. So, so how long in LA have you been getting up? Because I've been seeing your stuff like I would say for you know for for, for a little while now. Yeah, you, a couple, you, three years. Yeah. 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 So I mean, like. Uh, so you came from Atlanta to LA. Yeah. And, you know, it's in uh, San Francisco. How did you get from Hawaii to Atlanta? uh, Hawaii to uh, L.A., then to Atlanta, New York, Puerto Rico, New Orleans, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, North Carolina, 
for work. Starting to sound like that Johnny Cash song. He's been getting around, man. I've been everywhere. That wasn't a bad Johnny Cash right there, huh? Every once in a while, I can do a good one. Only once, though. Okay, so then you came to L.A. first, and then how long were you in Atlanta? Or uh, Four months. So like that about that amount of time each place? or Yeah, yeah. We call it, the, the Hawaii are you, a hitman or something? <laughs> I can't say, man. I'm He's sorry. like, yeah. That's one thing. That yeah, I, that's I, what I am, a fucking hitman. I'm going to tell you. Well, we, you, know, you know, in the street art world, we don't always tell people like, hey, what, what, what's your normal job? Yeah, yeah what's your normal job is because in this realm, it, none of that fucking shit matters, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But what I think is cool, man, is We're that. We're all the same in the streets. That's right. That's right, man. And, you know, in the, in the world, when you look at the street art, man, only the dopest pieces will prevail man and that's one of the things i wanted to compliment you about man when i found out you're a fucking asian brother too i was like oh shit more asian brothers in the in the street art game man and there's I'm, not I'm, many well there, there are some you, yeah. know, you know but there's not many and there's you're right there there's not as many you know what i mean and i think that asians right now we're kind of going through like a cool phase because for me personally when i was growing up man we had no representation in media at all you know what i mean like <clears throat> For me, it's like I didn't grow up in China or Asia or Japan or any of those places. So any of their stars in the media, I didn't really have a connection to. You know what I mean? And for me, actually, it wasn't until like high school, I think like Linkin Park came around and I saw like Mike Shinoda was like the first like half Asian guy. (laughs) And they they had a DJ that was Korean inside Linkin Park, too. And actually, that's one of the things that inspired me to become a fucking DJ, man. You, You know what I mean? And, uh, you never told me that. Yeah, actually, I, I, but that's what I'm saying. Like when you have don't have these people in those positions that uh, <clears throat> you know in entertainment to. or whatever you dream to be, you never just feel like that can possibly happen. And that's one of the things about street art too. I know tons of people that are fans of street art that are Asian, but I don't know how many people get up actually. So I always find it, it's super cool that Black Palms, man. I gotta I gotta hand it to you, man. You're a pioneer in in this in this scene, man. So. Uh, Thank you for doing your work, man. I got a rip, you know. <laughs> okay, so one of the other things I heard on that podcast, man, is the name Black Palms, man. Tell us a little bit about that name, yeah, man. Where'd that come from? So I was looking for something that was um, didn't have anything to do with the art at all. And I like Black Palms because um, it, ha- it gives me a feeling of um, tropic noir, like the, the dark side of paradise, um, where, you know, coming from Hawaii, everybody thinks of like beaches and, and palm trees and everything, but there's some grease and grime in that place oh yeah Jaquai's gangster man yeah, shit yeah. so dude. like you know that's kind of where i'm from and um the other thing is like uh, nobody's got black palms you know it's just something that doesn't that act, was doesn't what exist. stuck out to me i was like dude man it's true <clears throat> talk about everybody's skin color is different even black people want black palms man yeah, <laughs> you know right. what i mean so that's i was right. just like dude that that's i was such... thinking of palms as in like palm trees yeah exactly also yeah. possibly yeah like black palms like, like the dark dark palm tree you know, like the black sheep in the in the herd. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's what I was. And when I heard that, I was like, dude, that's such a unique thing. Because you're right, nobody fucking has black palms, man. Especially all the fucking like shit we're talking about, skin color and all this kind of stuff. It's like, hey, man, that's we can all <laughs> we can all actually kind of like we all have we that. can all relate to. Yeah, exactly. So I, anyway, super cool on that, man. It's actually pretty hard to figure out these days. One <clears throat> thing that we all can actually have in common, you know. You yeah. break it down in all the religions, and maybe they all have the, the golden rule in common. Um, but when it comes down to physical traits, you know, that's hard. That's true. Or, or maybe we're all kind of the same. But, you know, we like to look at the differences. But in truth, you know, in, in, we're all the same 
shape. We're all the same. We got the same pieces, you know, just maybe a little bit of a different flavor, but it's all, you know, the same, same ice cream. Hell yeah. So, so tell me, I mean, when we're talking about when you started getting up in Atlanta, I mean, yeah, this image had to come out of you, but did you know about street art like before that? Like, did you watch Exit the Gift Shop? Were you like inspired by graffiti? Like, what, uh, you know, before that, did you have any inspirations before that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been um, attracted to it and drawn to it for, for many years. Mm. And um, for a long time, you know, I was trying to um, get my um, creative juices out um, musically, but I'm ah. completely tone deaf, so that did not really work out so well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Can't be tone deaf. <laughs> exactly. That's somehow it just didn't work. But, um, you know, I've always had a visual sense. Um, and, uh, you know, my, what I like about what I do right now is that it's visual and it's immediate and it's um, it's a great way of communicating with um, this really distilled visual visual um, uh, elements and also uh, distilled um, uh, verbal verbal communication um, where you know you really I really try to just um, hone it down to its the very core of the message that I'm trying to put across mm-hmm. and maybe give a little bit of um, uh, dynamic interpretation, um, you know, t- for however anybody wants to interpret it. Um, the funny thing about the egg is that it's a, um, it's a, a bit of a Rorschach test. Like my intent ah. when I put it down is just, you know, kind of cheer people up, make them happy. It's just a little bit of innocent image. You can't really, I don't know how you get mad at an egg, but, you know, just try to cheer people up and hopefully the kids, you know, get some kick out of, you know, finding it. But there some- are some people that get offended by it right some people like they go off like uh what when i was painting oh come um, on yeah in highland park some people they were on facebook and they were saying like what is this thing you know oh i heard it was a um a um government conspiracy to um identify all the white-owned businesses (laughs) wow they went deep they went deep the next reply was let's kill this motherfucker you know like it completely went from wow i didn't see it going that way yeah well, well, fuck, do you? Out of anybody shit. should understand. This guy released a fucking. Uh, actually, you know, I think it went viral. A, uh, a stencil of Mister Rogers with a mask on. It said, "Be a na- good neighbor, wear a that's mask." A, a you think that's that. like, oh, that's a nice, pleasant <clears throat> message, right, right? right? The amount of hate in the comments this guy got. It's yeah. like Mister Rogers would never, never say, say anything that. like that. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I'm just like. Jesus Christ, people have a fucking sense. Of, what did you feel like when you when you read that comment? Where you're just, <laughs> I was just, just shaking felt his like head. I felt success is what I felt. <laughs> I was like, guess what? I just succeeded, and you suck. <clears throat> so well, it's fuck, man. That's why I, I think it's like so funny because that one, I'm like, all right, maybe you have your own opinions about Mr. Rogers, but I can't believe you know some guy. That's, that's I'm telling you, this is how QAnon gets started, man. <laughs> you know, I mean. How do you feel about this conspiracy? We've been talking about it a little bit today, but I mean, uh, I was saying that it's kind of like this, you, you know, you already believe a set of rules that are kind of like false, like, okay, here's, you know, Trump is saving us from the pedophile. And then now you're just looking for confirmation bias. You, right, you know, right. you're looking in the news every single, it's like, oh, there's a cue all of a sudden over there. And you're like, that has something to do with it. <clears throat> but you're literally just make, and that's like what mental illness is that actually, right, right. you know, when you believe a certain set of things and you just keep on looking at confirmation bias, man. So You'd be amazed at what you can, can convince yourself of. Yeah. <clears throat> and the thing no. is, like uh, Samuel Longhorn Clemens once said, it is easier to fool someone than to convince them that they've been fooled. Mm. Nice. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that's that, I like that, man. Yeah, that's true. Mark Twain, man. Hell yeah, man. OG of OGs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Samuel Longhorn Clemens, actually. Yeah. 
But yeah, you know, we think of the internet as this big communication tool, but you know, internet loves to hate. There's like, mm. it hates better than anything else, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so how have you, how's the pandemic been treating you, man? I mean, um, you, you know. You know what's funny is like. You're here, here in LA? When, yeah. like, how long have you been in LA? Uh, for a long time. Since uh, 89. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, you know, what's funny is like before the pandemic, I was thinking, wow, what if there was a way that I could have like a bunch of time off and not be pressured to go take a trip or go home or whatever, and I could just sit and do some work, and then it happened. Like, I'm sorry, but it kind of worked out. And um, so, you know, I just got up as much as I could and just kind of, you know, to me, like, because I'm new to the game, every it's like art class for me. Like, I didn't go to art school, so I'm, you know, I totally envy everybody who's had that had that um, experience, and I'm just trying to, you know, learn as much as as much as I can. Every well, from stroke what we hear, from stroke. what Teach hears, Teach tell, he he's been to art school, and he says you're not missing much, man. So, uh, <laughs> right well, here's here's what it comes down to. Okay, it depends on what it is you're wanting to accomplish with art. Okay, if you uh, want to use it to get up in the streets, you don't need to go to uh, art school. You just need to hang out with some other street artists and school check out knocks. some different techniques online. <laughs> figure out which one you like, and then learn it. I went to art school because I thought I was going to be an illustrator, mm. like for magazine articles, books, and stuff like that. But they didn't tell us that you're going to have to be good at being a salesman, right. which I'm not. you got to be good at bugging people all the fucking time with, hey, check this out. Like, look what I just did. Keep me in mind. Hey, look what I just did. You know, Oh, check out this thing I just did. If you have any use for anything like this, keep me in mind. Like, I am not good at that. Yeah, me too. So, you know, for me, although it did give me um, a great uh, base foundation of knowledge of arts and, and color and design and stuff like that, which I do sometimes use in pieces that I do, for the most part, there's no need to go to a, a, get a bachelor's degree of fine arts to do that. But it's so cool that, you know, you use that knowledge to um, put out your expression and, you know, your your message is so pure and so beautiful. Yeah, and at first the parents were not too happy about <laughs> it. They were like, wonderful. And we put you through art, uh, art school and, and now, now you're, you're a tagging. fucking vandal. Now you're a vandal. Great. Dude, I, I love that, man. Uh, you know well, what? After a while, though, they, they realized what I was doing and, and you know, changed but, their mind. But, yeah, at first they weren't too... They were kind of like going, are you sure you know what you're doing with that? And I'm like... Like never before in my fucking life. Right. And that's the hope. You know, you put in the work and then hopefully, you know, it takes you somewhere and then, you know, you're... Well, you know, what we were just talking about actually in the last episode is um, enjoying the journey too, you know? Like, it's good to have, you know, some goals and stuff. Um, but, you know, once you reach those goals, you're still going to be doing the same damn thing, you know? It's just that more people know about it. It's yeah, not like saying. it's going to make it any different or anything like that. You're going to still be doing the artwork that you do and everything. So it's good to have those goals and everything, but also, you know, along the way, make sure that you're enjoying it. You know? And if you aren't enjoying it and you still have those goals, you're setting yourself up, you know, because those goals are never going to be reached unless you're enjoying really what it is you're doing. Because these days, man, so many people are into things, like to be a pro athlete. In the old days, pro athletes had other fucking jobs, you know? They had second jobs and shit like that. Really? Yeah, absolutely, man. These days, 
if you want to be a pro athlete, there's no way you can have a second job. You have to be like um, obsessed. You're right. You have to be first of all like you know blessed with the anatomical structure needed. But then on top of that, there's already so many of that that you need to be like um, almost obsessive compulsive. You almost have to be sick in the fucking head in order to be a good professional athlete or something like that. Right. That's what it has come it's to. True, man. I mean, people talk about Kobe, right? Yeah. And then he talks about Mamba mentality, right? For whatever, whatever fucking, you know, I, I always say, man, I mean, I'm not the big, okay, I, I, I like basketball. I appreciate it. I respect it. But fuck, man, if you don't like basketball and you're hanging out with Kobe Bryant, he's going to be talking about basketball fucking 24-7, and that's the only fucking thing he's going to be talking about because that's his mentality. You have to be, like, obsessed with your craft, I think, to make it at that, like, highest level. And <clears throat> I'm just saying, yeah, like— Especially these days, you know? Like, yeah. people like him, no one really knows how much practice that dude put in, you know? Like, almost every fucking hour that he was able to go put time into it, that's what he was doing. That dude slept with his basketball, like, growing up, man. I mean, First like, <laughs> one in the gym, last one out. Yeah. Every fucking time. <clears throat> That's what it takes. Yeah, and, you know, and I'm telling you right now, just to bring it back to your art, man, I'll tell you right now, I can't, I couldn't have, like... If I wanted to miss, I couldn't. If I'm driving around downtown LA, man, I see it everywhere, man. And that's why you're sitting here today because you've put in the work, man. It's not just on the floor, too, man. I see him up high, too. So I don't buy this Trader, <laughs> Trader Joe bag thing, okay? I'm just saying. I see him on top of, like, oh, there's a street sign. There's an egg on top of it. Or not a street but a store sign. You, you know what I mean? So you're climbing some places, too, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, in a way, like, that obsession is kind of a blessing. Like, it gives you drive. It gives you some focus. And it gives it gets you out of the house and get in there and do the work. And, you know, like... Yeah, I started on the sidewalk, but then I'm always trying to figure out what's the next way to deliver the egg and how does the egg image fit within some message that's kind of bubbling in me, you know, that's got to get out. And so, you know, I'm trying a little paste up, a little um, roller work or, you know, whatever it takes to get it out. Yeah, it's now all about to, uh, experimenting, trying different things. I'm sorry, James. Yeah, no, you talk a little bit. You don't use spray cans, though, right? No. You use paintbrushes, well, right? What's funny is like... That's smart. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I, nothing, I fail at nothing better than um, stenciling. Like spray, spray cans, I fuck it up every single time. You spray painted your shirt? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, nice, nice. you guys use them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it is definitely a craft that it seems so much easier. It seems like it would be so much easier than it is. And you, right. you know what I mean? That's why I've been saying so many people come here and compliment teach on and stenciling because it's like, dude, this is a detailed craft, man. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, uh, but again, I think that just like the teach piece cross, man, I mean, you know, the black palms egg, man, is, is very iconic, man. You, and you can't, you can't miss it, man. And, uh, and, you know, it's just so fucking cool to be sitting here talking to you. Today, <laughs> man. I, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I love about this show too. It's like, we see some random image on the street, and then if we consistently see it and we think it has merit, man, we bring them in and teach, you know, gets to kind of give them that validation. Like, hey, here's a legendary street artist talking to, like, you know, somebody that's also getting up a lot, man. So, I don't know. That As me as a fan, dude, that's why I, lo I love doing this show, man. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely, man, because sometimes you, you kind of sometimes maybe have an idea in mind of what this person is going to look like. You know, no one, no one can help but do that. It's like a natural thing, like judging. You're always naturally going to judge something. Acting on that judgment's another thing. But, um, you know, it's sometimes that's one of the, the most interesting things about this, 
this game. And you got to get in deep to know what people look like, though. <laughs> That's <laughs> you, true. You know yeah. I mean? If someone's going to meet up with you and like let you see their face and everything, yeah, you, some of these guys you, you definitely have to be in deep with. Some of them are a little bit more open. But um, it's, it's something that I've, I've always been surprised by. You know, I see someone and I'm like, okay, well, I never would have guessed that. And it, it's also interesting how um, it's, it's, a, it's a one directional communication where like we put the work out and then, you know, you just sit back and nothing happens, you know, like, you know, thank goodness for the Instagram. But a lot, <laughs> right. of, it, a lot of it is just I'm putting it out. And it's like for the longest time, I was just anonymous on the sidewalk and nobody knew, which was OK. And then I started signing it and then I got a little bit of a response. But it's, it's interesting. I've been really excited about how open all the other artists have been and been really welcoming, you know, to, um, to me as I'm coming up. And it's been great. It's been great to become hopefully, you know, part of the community. And I really oh, dude, you're, you're always going to be welcome with guys, us man. and anybody that we know, you'll find that, um, usually most of the, of the people we have on this podcast, um, are, you know, people that have, you know, appreciation for nice looking things and want to put good messages out and stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, when you, when you do stuff like that, um, you know, eventually good things are going to come around, you know, and um, you do it for long enough in a town like this, um, you're going to meet up with other people who are like that. And um, luckily, part of that is the social media. That's how we've been able to, you know, oh, this is this. You should check this guy out. OK, well, he's in your area. You know, you guys should hook up and go out together or something like that. Yes. That's how, you, you know, you continue to grow. Now, you started social media for this, right? Yeah, I was I was completely. um off the internet before that. Like, if you try to track a, me down, I'm kind of invisible. <laughs> Damn, that sounds like That's fucking nice. amazing, actually. <laughs> actually. kind of nice. <laughs> like, I'll meet somebody, and then they'll be Googling me, and I'm, they can't find me. <laughs> That's, but, but now, I'm saying you have this uh, alter ego that you put out on the internet, right? And the people are funny. I mean, as a person that, you know, started social media a little bit later, I, I guess you would say, you know, I mean... Is it complete madness to you? <laughs> you feel well, like because kids are growing up these days with it, you know what I mean? But you know, as an oh, adult, just so our our audience has an idea, um, approximately the age, how old you are? Old, <laughs> old as dirt. I'm 51. Yeah, right, right around there. Sure. <laughs> so that's fine. Yeah, that's approximately that's is, is yeah. fine. I mean, you know, like I. To me, it's a game. It's like a video game, you know, there putting you it up and then it goes ding, 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 ding. It's or therapeutic just, or, to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of fun. My kids think I'm nuts, but. Kids? How many yeah. kids do you have? Two. Okay. How old like are they? Uh, in their 20s. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do okay. your kids think you're, Man. you're like crazy? Because they understand what's going on. They're not like, <clears throat> I mean, teach kids like, you know, he, his, his twins are 10. So, I mean, like, uh, like I said, I, I feel like they have understanding. But oh, I mean, yeah. They, they know exactly what's going on by now. Yeah, yeah, but by now. But for a while, they were, they were hilarious, you know. They were like, look, there I am, there I am. I'm on the box over there, you know. <laughs> and they would tell their friends that they're famous, you know. And for a while, they're like, yeah, we're more famous than our dad is, you know, because I'm putting up their images all over town, right. you know, not mine. <laughs> How did your kids? Oh, sorry, go ahead. But you're out with it, like the like the kids, the other kids' parents. They know that what you do, and yeah. they're all cool with it, right? Yeah. So and like that's my, mainly because I you know stick with the cool messages, or yeah. I'm doing something that has something to do with you know something the public should know about, or you know some kind of public safety or peaceful images or supporting teachers or something like right, that. Right, right, right. If he's just believe me, if I was putting some shit or smut up, it, <laughs> I'd be in jail. <laughs> 
especially, so easily especially in Encino, me. man. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and especially because like before I started doing graffiti, um, I'm actually the first artist that was ever allowed to work on a live painting inside the Pentagon. Wow. And so my background has been checked like dozens of times. I've actually been in the Pentagon about seven times. And actually set up at the uh, um, uh, building, uh, the FBI headquarters in, um, in Westwood. There's uh, the federal building in Westwood, like right there. At, um, I guess it's uh, Wilshire, right, right near the 405. Um, I was set up uh, right outside the lobby uh, working on a painting there. It, it, like this idea started in the Pentagon and spread to all these other places. But it was funny just because here at the, at the federal building, you know, I'm sitting out there painting. And um, the first day, I'm, I'm wearing a, a long sleeve shirt, a tie, and slacks, okay? And I'm working on this painting of, it's actually my back. And I have this tattoo on my back. It's uh, with God, all things are possible in like 12 different languages. Um, and then like the second day, um, I came in and I wasn't wearing the tie. And then the third day I came in, I was wearing a different shirt and some different shorts and everything. But on the second day, when I went in, I was sitting there working, and I noticed there was a couple of people standing next to me. And out of my peripheral, when I kind of looked to the side like that, I could see it was pretty good ideas, some FBI agents, just by the, you know, what they were wearing and everything. And, <laughs> and so, um, you know, at one point when I reached a, a stopping point, I turned around. I was like, hey, how are you guys doing? And they're like, good. You know, we just wanted to come by and say hi. Um, I'm like, cool, man. Um, <clears throat> and they go, uh, we'd also like to thank you. Thank you for uh, being here. It's really cool. <laughs> and uh, I was like, wow. These, well, if, dude, of course they know. Like these, they saw me, what is what happened. They told me they went and checked me out and everything. Because they saw me out front. They didn't know if I was allowed to be there or whatever. Maybe it's <laughs> just, you know, let, it's so, so unusual that people let me get away with it until someone says something type of thing. And they went in and re- researched me and everything, checked my background. Did all these checkups on me and everything, and they came down and said hi. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I had some very – oh, and then in that same visit, I think it was the next day or the – no, it was the day after that because I was wearing this shirt that <clears throat> some friends of mine made for me. It actually has mesh on the back at the so you can see my tattoo on my back. And this guy comes up to me while I'm working on the painting of my back. And he goes, um, your Arabic is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, this is going to be an interesting conversation here. I better be careful with this one. And so luckily I, the, the words came to me, and I was like, excuse me? He goes, your Arabic is incorrect. I was like, do, um, do you know how to write in Arabic? Yes. Yes, I do. Can, can you do me a favor and, and write the way it should, should look? Yes, sure, sure. And so I gave him a piece of paper, and he wrote it down, and he showed me. He goes, see, this is what you have. It says, with God, all things. And you see, this is, this is the symbol for Allah. You see, it should be with Allah, all things are possible. And I was like, ah, perfect. And it's, it's actually serving its purpose. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, the whole idea of my tattoo is when I had this, this verse, you know, with God, all things are possible, translated into these different languages, I made sure that it wasn't translated Perfectly. Hmm. So the whole idea of the tattoo is you get lost in translation, mm. and especially when it comes to religion. And he was like, Deep, man. oh, well, in this case, it's correct. Wow. 
that was my conversation with this dude. Amazing, in the man. FBI headquarters. And he was, he was like, I remember when we your Arabic is incorrect. Like he was kind of offended a little bit. Uh. Like someone would have a tattoo with this on their back, you know. But by the time that conversation was over, he was like, whoa, okay. No, that's, <laughs> this is correct. Then. That's great. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of guys with like some Asian characters. This means this. <laughs> <laughs> No, it doesn't mean that. You just, you, you know what I mean? I, right? There's so many people doing that, right? I had a Chinese guy actually read the, the Chinese on my back. Um, and uh, I remember it was in Florida on the beach. And um, I was like, uh, what does it say? He goes, yeah, no, this is right. He says, with, uh, with the God, this is all things possible. Yes. No, I, yes, I like. And I'm like, are you <laughs> like Christian? Like and he's it. like, yes. I'm like, wait, you're Chinese? Yes. Whoa. I'm Chinese. That's <laughs> unusual, though. I mean, to find a Chinese that's Christian. Oh, like a real Chinese yes, Chinese guy. Yes, okay. No, he was, he was full-on Chinese, dude. He barely spoke any English or anything like yeah, that. But he, you know, read that off my back, and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, you know, close. It's close, you know. <laughs> he, he was with the So FBI it doesn't too. mean like I'm humping yeah. a lizard in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the desert, right? Like, <laughs> no, but, you know, totally. No, I mean, tattoos, especially. Do you have any tattoos, Black Palms? No. See, I have one just down my back as well too. It's my uh, it's my fraternity letters. You know, I'm in Chinese too. It actually doesn't mean anything to if you if you're just reading Chinese and you read it down, and you're like, oh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and if you because my 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 fraternity is actually Lambda Phi Epsilon. Lambda looks like this. It's like two crosses in Chinese. That actually means uh, people. Okay, and then a Phi is like a circle with a line in it. Right. And it means uh, that's the Chinese character for uh, among, you know what I mean? And then an E, an epsilon, if you move this line to the side, it looks like a king. So actually, the, when they, uh, the character for <laughs> people king, among kings? So, no, I mean, so actually, my fraternity stands for kings among men, actually. You, you know what I mean? Lambda Phi Epsilon. So it actually, so it's like, I totally get that. It's like the tattoo is there for you, not really, and not for anybody else. So, so it's like, if I ever get a massage, especially in China, people are like reading my. Tattoo like this fucking Asian American. He doesn't even fucking know. This guy doesn't even know, <laughs> know what the fuck. You know what I mean? So I mean, it, it, it makes sense. But like I said, it's just like a random group of characters, and it seems like it's some like kind of like Asian trans a translation. You, you know? I mean? But like I said, tattoos are person. I can't wait to have your tattoo artist on, man. Like it wasn't even supposed to come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's from Hawaii dude, too, it's, right? It's the island thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, look, we got Black Palm sitting here. He came early. <laughs> What part of Hawaii were you from? Uh, from uh, Oahu, Palo. Oahu, okay. Um, I was uh, born in Waikiki um, in okay. um, Kaiser Hospital. And uh, I was there when they uh, destroyed it. They imploded the hospital. And I saw my birthplace destroyed right before my very eyes. <laughs> what wow. happened? Why did they do that? Well, it was, a, it was an old hospital on the the waterfront oh. in like prime real estate. And mm. meanwhile, they got you know sick people in beds instead of rich people in hotel rooms. So <laughs> they got rid of that real fast. Now, were your parents immigrants or were they many generations in Hawaii already? My um, grandfather was from Jap- Japan. And yeah. uh, my uh, grandmother was born in um, on Maui. Uh, my father's side um, comes from... Um, uh, the French-German side comes from uh, Washington and Oregon. Okay, okay, okay. So you're a little bit mixed then. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you, when your parents were in Hawaii during like World War II, I'm, I'm guessing? No. No, they yeah, weren't? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay. 
Nice, nice. I, I was just thinking like that must in, in Japanese history, in, especially in California, right? It, it's always very、uh, checkered for Americans because it's like, hey, man, we just pretty much、uh, rounded all the Japanese people up in California at that yeah, time and sent them、camps. up to Manzanar.、Yeah. Right. I have yet to go to Manzanar, but I, I pass by when I go <clears> up to San Francisco. You know, I, it's always a very interesting story to me. And I think like a lot of Japanese people actually went back to Japan during that period of time because they're. Mistreatment, right? right? I mean, right, right. do you have any、uh, kind of like family background, and or what? You know, from your background, how do you feel about that period of time? Well,、um, it's funny.、Um, uh, one of my uncles tells a story that、um, they were、um, hunting a bunch of Japanese guys, you know, uh, uh, hunting up above、um, uh, Fort Shafter in, on Oahu, and I don't know if you know the area, but it's like a perfect bowl. Um, looking down on Pearl Harbor, it was December seventh, nineteen forty-one. Four Japanese guys with rifles in a jeep up above the fort, and they start looking at the zeros coming down and bombing all the ships,、Jeez. and they start shitting shitting bricks because they got to go through the fort.、Oh, Japanese guys with guns, while you know、oh, the God, Japanese air force is destroying it, but they they survived it.、Oh. But、uh, yeah, it was pretty nuts. Jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you have a you have a paper with you, with、oh, you today. Hold、man. on a second. I want to ask you a little bit okay, more yeah, about yeah, Hawaii. Yeah.、Um, so,、uh, are you aware of who?、Uh, I think it's called the Hui. Yeah. Yeah. The Hui, sure.、Um, What is that? The Hui is a、uh, it's a group of guys、uh, surfers that、um, are on the north shore of Hawaii. Basically, they、um, when Ho- when surfing came to Hawaii.、Um, Well, long time ago, they、uh, it was just the Hawaiians. Everything they used to use these small pieces of wood and everything. But then when it became big time, it was basically a lot of、uh, Australians coming just, over. Just curious, did Hawaiians actually like like historically stand on the boards too? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Okay, yeah, standing on them and writing them. The, okay, the,、um, a body board is actually、uh, predated the surfboard. Actually, okay, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. But um,、mm-hmm. and uh, so. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> um,、oh, I just lost my point.、The、Talking、hui. about the hui. Okay, yeah. So basically, the the Australians、um, would, would come over and start surfing the waves, and they started having surf competitions.、Mm. And at first, they wouldn't even allow the Hawaiians in the surf competitions. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> it was really, really fucked、Jesus、up. Christ, so、yeah. they did, they they formed the hui to kind of. Help keep、uh, the Hawaiian influence and、um, like their their、uh, their presence in the surfing community, and so these guys would go out during surf competitions, paddle out there, and like get in fights with these guys,、mm-hmm. take them down to the beach, beat them up on the beach, and everything. And、um, yeah, so you just don't go to fucking North Shore of Hawaii and go out into the lineup at Pipeline or Sunset or anywhere like that and just catch a wave back then. Back then, no, no even still now, now. Yeah. really, yeah. yeah. When I was there in,、uh, I guess it was yeah, the end of February、um, this year,、um, I had friends that I was there with that I had take me out to a spot, okay, because they knew the people in that area. Okay, so and like the second time that I went out, I went out at Waimea Bay, and that's just because I was there with Clark Little, and I was, I'd done a piece of Eddie Aikau that I sprayed up on the lifeguard stand there, and and、um, Mark Dumlau came down. He's like the last、um, lifeguard that Eddie actually chose himself, and、um, that's like the safest I've ever felt going out surfing because、really? all those all the lifeguards knew that I had put up this stencil of of Eddie and、um, Brock Little, and.、Um, You know, here I am going out in the water to to go body surfing a little bit, 
And so you got like three or four lifeguards up on the tower watching me. You got, you know, all these guys down here. Like if anything ever happened, that would have been the safest I've ever been in my life. So if you're, if, so if you're just some random kid and you're like, damn, I always wanted to surf the North. You're from San Diego. You're like, hey, I always wanted to surf the North Shores of Oahu. And you bring your surfboard on the plane. You drive all the way to the North Shore. You pull out your board. I mean, what happens? I mean, are th- here's what will happen, okay? If you go out there and it's a big day. Okay, it all depends on the surf and how many people are out there. And everybody's there there if it's a good day for surf, Oh, dude, if it's a big day and the waves are breaking nicely, there's a crowd every single fucking time, okay? And if you go out there, if you paddle out there, that's fine. And you just tell the guys, hey, I just want to watch. I'm just here to watch. No problem. As soon as you want to catch a wave, you better hope you know somebody out there. Because if if you get onto a wave and someone else is on that wave... Oh, that's, that's a big problem. Because, mm. dude, these waves are killers. They will fucking kill you. They're yeah, breaking yeah, on yeah. a reef, and you will die if you don't know what the fuck you're doing out mm. there. Okay? And these guys are risking their life every time they catch a wave. I the see. last thing they want is someone out there who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Because a surfboard can fuck you up yeah. bad. Okay? You know, if they're riding a, a tube that's double overhead, and some kook is accidentally dropping in, and here comes their board flying at them. Yeah. That dude will get drugged ashore and get the shit beat out of him. Jesus. Yeah, it's hardcore. That's fucking serious, man. I, I, I always thought of this like, hey, man, there's hippie surfers. You know, but not. Nah, no, you know what? If you go to Waikiki, mm-hmm. you know, and you go out there in one of these party waves or something like that, it's a completely oh, okay. different so, vibe. So, okay, okay. These are saying. waves that break nice and, and slow and not much of a slope to them. Mm. And they're easy to ride long boards and stuff like that. But if you're on the North Shore and you're a pipeline, a backdoor, uh, sunset or something like that, pipeline is the, is the worst, man. I mean, the, the reef there, when it's breaking on the reef, sometimes it's maybe a foot and a half deep water. I see. And then you've got basically three swimming pools full of water coming down at you mm. within the lip of, mm. the, of the wave. Man, dude. So that's why it's so intense, dude. These guys are out there <laughs> risking their lives. And, you know, I'd be the same way if I were them, dude. Yeah, I would yeah, have yeah. a hooey, I'd have a wolf pack, I'd have all that shit. Yeah, the wolf gotta... pack are the, the guys that are a little, little bit more aggressive that would take care of business. Okay, so that's that's like lingo for like shooters or what? I mean, like, there, there's, no, a, there's a group called the a wolf whole, pack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Within the, the hooey. Now, do you surf a little bit? Body surf. Body know? surf, okay. Yeah, skinboard. Yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, dude, man, I, I almost drowned when I was a kid. This guy's invited me on the ocean so I've been trying like, to get him out on the water, <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, the worst Maybe a part- swimming pool. Swimming pool's nice. <laughs> the worst the part shallow is, man, like, when, when I almost drowned, Matt, it was in fucking Austin, Texas. It was down a river, too. You, you know what I mean? It was one of those... Dude, rivers float. can fuck yeah. you up. Dude, yeah, they can, sure. man. I was only 12 years old, and, you know, everybody's like... My whole family's, like, you know, flowing down the river with the donuts, right? And all of a sudden, it's like... <laughs> The current goes down, and then, like, I never came back. Everybody goes over it, and then I just fall under the current, and then it just kept on fucking pushing me. And I knew how to swim, too. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I still know how to... It's just, How did you get out of it? My cousin saved me, man. You you know what I mean? Jumped in and pulled you out. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he, he, he didn't need to jump in. He swam towards me and and pulled me. I was a kid, maybe, like... You know, uh, 11 or 12, and he was, like, in his 20s already. So he was able to kind of, like, grab me. But, no, I mean... It, it's, the ocean's fucking scary shit to me, man. It's like, dude, man, if <laughs> if, if if I if I'm like, uh, you know, like I say, even if I go deep sea fishing, man, like if that big if that boat is not too big, I'm like, 
you know, you start looking around, you can't see the land anymore. You, you get some sort of crazy anxiety, man. I start checking if there's like fucking water on board. You're talking to shit. someone who grew up fishing deep sea and all that stuff in a fishing village. So I, I know you're really like, relate. this is completely unrelatable to me. Dude. No big deal. <laughs> so what? You can't see land. It's fine. You're in a boat. Yeah, but man. I understand that feeling. Like sometimes I go out at night, like, you know, it's so crowded. You know, you go out at night and because um, you just got to get that wave and, mm. you know, you wait for the full moon. You know, when it's when it comes out and then and you know that it's the same ocean that you were in that you were in, in during the day, but now all of a sudden every little like brush things that brushes up against you, you you think it's a you know eighteen foot shark and you're gonna get eaten any second now. Oh so, dude, oh, you're talking shit. to someone who's been bitten by a shark. Oh man. I just I mean I got like a um what am I saying? Yeah, right here. Um see that little Oh yeah. That's actually the tattoo the guy um did in uh, Hawaii. Oh yeah. The shark right there. Um, yeah, but this was just, I mean, I was in New Smyrna over in, uh, Florida near, um, well, New Smyrna, it's like South Daytona basically. And, um, I had just ridden a wave in, was backing out cause I was bodyboarding, had flippers on. Thank goodness. If I was a surfer, completely different story. Maybe I'm not here because what happened was as soon as I got to where the water was deep enough to turn and start paddling, something hit my, it felt like I kicked a cinder block. Mm. And then, so I stood up in the water, it was about this deep. And then about from me to... James away, boom, I saw this thing thrashing in the water. I could see the side, the Ooh. dorsal fin, the side, and the tail, okay? And judging by what I saw, I could tell that thing was at least about six feet long. Big enough, I found out later that it actually had my foot in its mouth is what happened. But it didn't feel like it did anything. I don't know if that's what actually hit me or whatever. So I paddled back out through the, through the break and see a friend of mine out in the water, paddle up to him. I'm like, dude, I think it may have just gotten, you know, bit by a shark he's like what you know you're out here you look fine you know what's wrong i'm like well look at my foot so i paddled around i pulled my foot up out of the water he's like dude your foot's red as he's paddling away from me he's like starts paddling me he goes dude your foot's red and it's gushing shit so i paddled the shore and it was all anticlimactic from there dude the the lifeguard was bothered that i was bothering him about a shark bite (laughs) i thought he was gonna call like you know the a newspaper they and watch, yeah. whatever and get everyone out they of the water watch. and shit, man. They don't give a shit out there. You know what I mean? Unless your head's ripped off, your leg's ripped off or something like that. They want to keep it as quiet as possible because they don't want to scare people away. Exactly. So not long ago, what are you going to do over there, James? <laughs> Some sound effects song. We don't have the studio. <laughs> He's got the Jaws theme going in the background. So... I'm just I'm just saying that because you were talking about things brushing up against you in the in the water. Right. Not long ago, I went down to Trestles, and uh, don't don't go to Trestles if you're if you're bodyboarder. I knew that I was going to be the only bodyboarder out there, but I still just want to go out anyway. And um, I would say I actually caught a couple of waves. I caught a few waves. Like it was first good surf in a long time, so there's a ton ton of guys out there. But I, just, I found a spot where I could still get you know a good amount of the wave. And I actually had some really good rides. After three waves, I was, I was waiting for my fourth wave. And the water around me started getting really murky. And I see it saw some little bait fish jumping around oh, me. Oh, yeah. And basically that same thing was happening when I got bit back in Florida. So I just took the next wave and was like, okay, done for the day. You start feeling this shit brushing up against you. And that's just, it just brought back memories for me when you were talking about yeah, that. yeah. Are you still surfing these days? Or, yeah, oh, this morning. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You said you're up at the crack yeah. of dawn. Jeez, man. You guys. Which, uh, what uh, beach do you go to? I go to Westward, uh, south side of Zuma. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually gone to, to North Zuma 
uh, quite a few times. Yeah. It's good. I grew up at Sandy <coughs> Beach um, on Oahu East Side. Oh my east, God, east I've been there. What well, high school did you go to? I just Kalani, curious. Okay, which is kind of on the same side. My um, my, yeah. I have a ex that went to. Uh, uh, it begins with W. Waipahu. Um, no, it's like a president's name. I just blanked on it. But anyways, it's like more inner city. Yeah. Anyways, I was just saying Hawaii's like. You always imagine it to be like this, like oh, peaceful paradise, but there's some like rough areas. What were like, you saying about Sandy Beach? Hawaii. Well, yeah, so uh, I like to go to Westward because it's, it's got that steep shore break just like Sandy's. It kind of, it's the closest ah. thing to Sandy's that I can get over here. McKinley High School. That's where I need, where I need to go, man, because I'm a boogie boarder. Yeah. I like getting barreled. Yeah. So. It's great. I love it. That's pretty, it's, it's South Zuma then, right? Yeah, you know, um, when you go to Zuma, instead of turning right to the parking lot, yeah. go left. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You, there's like some free parking just before the pay parking. Yeah. Um, it's super chill. It's great. Crack of dawn though, right? Yeah. Yeah, whenever. <laughs> well, I love that, man. Who, I had no idea we were going to get into surfing talk. To, and I actually, this is the first time actually we've had a like a fellow surfer on the, or, you know, border. Well, here, you know what? Here's something I want to talk about also. Like, there's surfers out there that, that look down on boogie boarders and body boarders. Like, hey, you know, you it's guys like are scum. riders looking down on the stencilers. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, like, you stay out of my way, I'll run into you or whatever. Well, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, okay? Watermen are watermen, okay? In Hawaii, they'll tell you just like this too. You know what I mean? Like they have the same amount of respect for these bodyboarders that get out there on the pipeline as they do for the surfers, okay? You're a waterman, all right? If you need to feel better about yourself and say that boogie boarders are scum or whatever, fine. Stay the fuck away from me, okay? Like you think you need to be cool to surf, or you need to surf to be cool and go fuck yourself, okay? Because <laughs> here's the thing. I guarantee you boogie boarders are in better shape than surfers are because our exercise in that water is a full-body exercise. And I guarantee you we'll kick right through any fucking surfer. So, you know, I, I get it. That's the way some surfers are. But if you're that way, fuck you. You're the problem. <laughs> they, they, okay? they, like to, they like to call us spongers, dig draggers. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Leave it to fucking people to find a way to describe it. As, as a non-water man, looking at all you motherfuckers, I'm like, you guys are fucking crazy, dude. You, you know what I mean? Just as a non-water man, but like I said, leave it to fucking people. It's like, we'll find some fucking way to discriminate against each other. You're riding yeah, a different fucking board. And a lot of it's about <laughs> respect. Like, when you take off on that first wave, everybody's kind of watching you, you know, like, are, is, how is he? How is he? Is he right. You know, is he experienced? Because uh, it's like, gonna... if you're not good, people don't want to be around you. Uh... Well, no, it's the amount of respect you're going to get in the water yeah. like if you pull off some nice moves people are like okay oh shit it's good kinda, like yeah. hard to learn but I, I feel like it's a little intimidating to learn i guess you, you know i mean if you're out there i mean i well, guess you know there's what? Here's the party is like you said i i like to look at myself as a purist okay as a waterman. that's the way i look like to look at myself and if i'm out at a break and i see another boogie boarder out there and he's not as good i don't give a fuck I'm going to give him just as much respect and talk to him just like I would if I saw a dude do like a backflip El Rolo and, you know, some other incra- you know, crazy moves. This is Same a- amount of respect for everybody. Right. That's the way I see this it. This is a really layman's term. I mean, question, can two people be on a wave at the, at the same yeah. time? Oh, okay, yeah. they can. It depends. See, here's the thing, you know. They're all, all surfers, all watermen are different. Some like to have the wave all to themselves mm. so they can be, you know, the only one they're looking at or whatever. And then there's some guys that actually like – going on two at a time 
And I've actually seen some dudes like, uh, I think it was uh, Nathan Florence and um, Kai Lenny maybe or whatever. Dude, they did a fucking double two, double overhead tube ride together. Crazy. That was fucking crazy. Um, but, you know, and then there's party waves. You know, party wave is when you just, whoever can get on that wave goes, you know. And I'm a fan of everything. You know, if you're in a party wave area, let's have a fucking party wave. That's right. You know? And if I'm with surfers who, or other boogie boarders who are good at what they're doing, go ahead and join me on a wa- an occasional wave, you know? If it looks like it's a, a good enough wave for both of us to get some good ride on, come on on. I don't give a shit, you know? That's oh, the way yeah, it should be. Well, we're pretty much wrapping up, man. We, I want to get into... <laughs> you didn't see you didn't see Richard hold the sign and wrap it no. up. <laughs> You're talking about serving and let it. Yeah, man. We got. I'm sorry. I'm enjoying our guest. No, no, yeah, exactly, man. Well, real quick, let's do. Uh, check your feed real quick. Because uh, we got to get better with these sounds. Check your feed. Check your, check your feed. feed. The timing. Check your feed. I love the check bell here at the end. Listen to the bell. <laughs> so, uh, the reason I, I wanted to uh, just bring up your feed real quick is because. There's some really cool stuff that I, I uh, you know, before we end, man, I just want to, one of the, my favorite things is like the day that like Trump got COVID, man, uh, this, this cool piece showed up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just said Trump is sick, you know what I mean? Which I, I love it because it's like, there's a very unique like uh, style that um, Black Palm draws Trump in it. And you know, you know what I mean? For some reason, I just know it's even but if it, it wasn't like very this on the side, I still know that it's Trump. You know what I mean? Yes. So, and now I want to ask. That's what, one of the things I have tons of respect for when it comes to artwork like this, like being able to use the smallest amount of effort but get to recognize someone so easily. I love that. Yeah, and okay, so I want to ask you, man. You use uh, two colors for the yolk, man. When did the blue yolk come in, dude? And is it? Yeah, and I see kind of like the blue and red. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about like when that came in and yeah, like... sure. You know, like um, uh, you know, I paint like a seventh grader, so you know, I try to make my lack of skill work for the image, and rather than try to paint the Mona Lisa, which I'm never going to be able to do, and um, you know, like I tried to, I, you know, I used to just paint the egg on the sidewalk, but you got to branch out. You get sick of eggs after a while, yeah. so you know, you try something new, and then I during the election. I wanted to do stuff about um, voting, but then with this red yolk, I didn't necessarily want to project this red message. Republican. So I brought in the blue yolk, and it seems ah. to kind of they get along really well. Yeah, know? no, I, I totally thought it was a 3D glasses kind of thing. Remember yeah, back in the yeah. day? Yeah, 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 back in the day, the, the oh, red yeah. and the blue 3D glasses, yeah. man. And, dude, one other thing that I thought was, like, really powerful, there was this one, the burning book, man. And I, I think this is, like, something that we can... Okay, so basically, the, on, the, on this piece, it says, please join us for the book burning... Steal them and burn them. And then on this book, it has a black uh, book. It says, elitist intellectual nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Preserving the future by preventing the past. And now, this this was an event in in, uh, North Carolina? Exactly. The the Republican National Convention. (laughs) Awesome. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I I just, I like that because it's like, dude, you have such a simple image, man, and you're able to kind of like continuously humor us with it. You know what I mean? And... And, That's creativity uh, right there. I'm yeah, man. I, I don't give a fuck if you feel like your your art is like a seventh grade level, man. But like I said, it stuck out to us. And hey, man, you, you know, you're on this show today because, it, it you know, it's definitely worth documenting in this whole like L.A. Street Art game, man. So, Put the work in, man. Hell yeah, man. So tell, tell us uh, where, where, where can we find your work, man? I mean, um, uh, uh, you know, online, basically. Tell, 
It's basically on the Instagram with the BLK underscore PLMS, Black Palms. Um, and that's it. And it's, other than that, it's on the street. Hell yeah, man. That's pretty damn pure right there. I love that. I love it, man. Hell yeah, man. Dude, I, I know we're running out of time today, but thank you so much, man, for coming and joining us, man. It's a fucking... I, I love when we just pluck pe- artists off the street because we think they're like... You know, they have a message to put out, and it comes out to be a dope-ass uh, time hanging out, man. So thank great. you so much, no, man, just hanging guys. out with us, man. Appreciate uh, it. Oh, yeah. Anything else you want to promote, Teach? Just leave a silver review, please. Hell, yeah. Follow us at PTTP Show. Follow Black Palms, B-L-K underscore P-L-M-S. Thank you to the audience. Love you guys. Take care, and peace. Peace. And